0: if you find yourself in your head and those stories that are coming up, trying to stop you or limit you, just, just be aware of them first of all, and then go beyond, go beyond, get out of your head, drop into your heart and just create, do it. Even, even if you're not doing it, well, I would say this, don't think about doing it for anybody else. Just do it for you. Do it for your own heart. It's like that saying, like, dance like nobody is watching (laughs) I would like sit there and be like write like nobody is gonna read this and that's that's flow state there
1: welcome to the art and life podcast with your host Taylor Gallegos Art exists all around us, in all directions, from all walks of life. We just need to know how to see it. The Art in Life podcast is an experiment in an audio format that focuses on the art and philosophy involved with different people and their life paths. This experiment is intended to inspire you in your creative pursuits, whatever they may be. Follow along as I interview movers and shakers from all walks of life. It's possible to make a life from your art, skill, craft, or vision. These interviews showcase that fact. Listen while you work. Listen while you create. Listen while you dream up the next big breakthrough. First off, I want to say thank you for listening. The people being interviewed and I are two parts of the podcast, but it wouldn't be complete without you, the listener. I very much appreciate your attention and your energy, and I hope you get as much out of this as I do. If you enjoy what you hear, you can join me on this artistic journey in many ways. You can subscribe to the show, leave a review, and share it around. You can join the conversation on the Art and Life Facebook group, where we discuss topics from the shows. You can join my email list on my website at taylorgallegosart.com on the contact page. And while you're there, check out the new artwork I've been creating. You can follow me on Instagram and Facebook at taylorgallegosart. And finally, you can support my art and the Art and Life podcast on my Patreon page. Just search Taylor Gallegos Art. So again, a deep and sincere thank you for being here. Now, on to the good stuff. Welcome, everybody, to the podcast. I am your host, Taylor Gallegos, and today is very special, my friends. We've got a really special guest here, and I got to say that I feel like she's a blessing that we've got her in general and then here on the podcast. it's uh, I'm very excited for what's to come, and as you start to hear Everything. I'm sure you're going to feel the same way. So today with us, we have a healing arts practitioner. We have a uh, a writer, a an an artist of life in so many ways. You're going to hear all about it. We've got Gianna Malseri. So Gianna, thanks for being on the show.
0: Hey, Taylor. Thank you so much. That was such a beautiful, touching, warm welcome. I'm so grateful, and I'm so honored. Thank you.
1: Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely. Okay. I mean, I, I'm just so excited. I've done a, I, I, this is the podcast that I've probably done the most research for, and mm. I'm pumped on it. It <laughs> felt really cool to be uh, prepared in the way that uh, you have prepared me, and wow. we'll, we'll go into everything. So why don't we just start with the basics, who you are, where you're from, how you got yeah. to where you're at, and uh, what it is that you do with your life.
0: Okay, cool. Yeah. I, my name is Gianna Mosseri and I am originally from Sydney, Australia. That's where I grew up. And um, I ended up here in the States, um, in in California, San Diego, California, actually. Um, and yeah, just since then, oh my goodness, if anyone had have told me as a child that this is where I would be and this is who I would be, I don't know what I would have said, but here I am, I'm in San Diego, California, and um, I'm here because I went through this epic journey, I guess, to to find myself, and um, along the way, there were many, many of trials and tribulations, I guess you would say, um, but I I made it through, and I'm here to share my story, and um, I'm here to help as many people as I possibly can. That's that's really what I am here to do. And um, thank you for having me on this show to to share a little bit of that story.
1: Oh, absolutely. Um, so you shared with me, you sent to me your book that you have I did. written, the soul or it's just soul of a spirit warrior, a true story of healing, survival, and resilience. And I just finished it. And it it was powerful. Very powerful. Definitely. Definitely. And um, I mean, for the readers, yeah, why don't you just dive into it? You're going to be able to talk about it better than anyone.
0: Okay, sure. Yeah. Well, hmm where to start? I guess I'll start with um this the healing arts and I began my journey in the healing arts um when I was about 30 years old it was maybe about eight or nine years ago and I was you know going through my teacher training and I started working with a mentor and um getting into the healing arts so things like sound healing and reiki healing yoga breath work meditation just really diving in and and doing the the deeper work the inner work on myself and um, I was having these like really profound uh, breakthroughs I guess my life is transforming I'd just been through a divorce and you know, it's kind of been a pretty dark place. And these tools, I guess, were really like helping me to just transform and negate, you know, fear and pain into just more self-love and compassion. And I just thought it was really profound that I was having these, you know, beautiful awakenings in a way that I wanted to write a book. I was like, I want to write a book about this healing journey. Um, But you know, I doubted myself because I was like, well, what sets my healing journey aside from anybody else's? And how, you know, how would I do this? And, um, and so I just kept going on the journey and kept living it. And um, one day, uh, one evening, I was on my way home from yoga teacher training, and I was in um, a car accident. And so it was a head-on collision on the five freeway, and it was a drunk driver driving the wrong way, and he hit me. his head-on collision. Um, and I woke up on the freeway, I was now blocking the four lanes horizontally. And I realized, you know, how bad this was. Um, actually, I thought I was going to die. My car was on fire. Everything was just a mess. And I could hear a lot of people yelling and screaming outside of my car. And. Um, it was at that moment where I just I don't know, something happened where I just tuned in and I thought I was gonna die. So that was my thought. And then every time I felt that way, something would kind of come in and, and say, No, you're not, you're gonna get out of here. You're gonna make it. And I saw kind of the whole thing happen of me getting out, getting on the stretcher. But I was stuck in a burning car. So it was, you know, I didn't know. And um finally after you know an hour or something they were able to extract me from my car after cutting the roof off I was taken to Scripps La Jolla um, and I was put in an induced coma for a week where I was operated on with multiple surgeries and in this time I guess I I don't know there's many different layers to it but I, you know, went on my own spiritual journey in that that time and went into what I call my after realm or my in-between realm. And I I had this decision, do I come back to earth or do I not? (laughs) And just saw these layers of my life happening and, you know, conversing with my angels. That's what I call them or that's what they felt like to me. And after a week long of that, in my in-between realm, I decided to come back. And the decision was made because really I I saw, I guess, that my purpose here on earth was to be able to help as many other people through this kind of trauma when I woke up. So that all of these healing arts tools that I learned before it, would be my tools for survival they would be the things that would help me to get through this and they would also be the things that they would help others with who've also experienced any kind of trauma and so and so that's that's how I got to where I am today and that's why I'm so passionate about helping people in this way because I've experienced it um, myself and I've been able to use certain tools that I teach now um, to to help others through this. And it's just like the greatest thing in my whole life. (laughs) Like I just, like my work is my life and my life is my work. I don't even call it work. I wouldn't call it work. It's just, I live my passion every day. I wake up and I live my passion every day because I was given this gift To be here, to be alive, to take a breath, to take a step, to use my legs again and to heal my body and to heal my heart and to heal all of the trauma that happened throughout this this time of my life. And I I just want to share with others that um that we we can heal on all levels if we if we want you know if we if we want the help if we want the support it's it's there and um, I'm here to show people how
1: yeah yeah um, it's that was funny a long be- story <laughs> no that's exactly what we were going for um, <laughs> it's funny because in this moment I'm kind of caught between wanting to talk to you about some of the details of the book. And then at the same time, I don't want to give away anything Mm -hmm. so that the reader doesn't get to experience the, um, the flow of things as well. So (laughs) it's kind of a funny conundrum that we're in here, but um, (laughs) I'll say that just after reading the story and then like learning everything that you went through the fact that you're here sitting talking to me is incredible <laughs> and it's um yeah it's, it's miraculous and really amazing and um man it's it's wild and it so it's funny I, I mean I've never done a podcast interview of somebody where uh like I read their book and then we're, we're doing this you know other podcasters maybe have more experience I'm just starting out but I don't know what how to roll with it but it's so it's so interesting. The book, I'll just say this, that like the book was totally moving and there were all these different situations and scenarios. And I think that you did a really great job of, um, like walking us through every layer, every step. And, and you really had to go through these, like these layers of healing, starting at the ground floor. It's like, first you have to put out the fire and then you have to like yeah. kind of make sense of the ashes and then mm-hmm. you have to like clean away everything and then start with the foundation and then build you know like it's like building a house after a fire it's like you have to see what's yeah, still yeah. good and build from there and then and then keep going and but now you're here and it's like you have this whole new you're, you're a whole new house
0: <laughs> yeah I love that you say that too so much thank you for saying that because that's exactly what the book is about it's sure there's a car accident that happened in there and this you know trauma and you know survival and stuff like that but even before the accident happened there was work to have been done and i love that you explain it as like the like the the ashes and the fire and everything like that because what what i really hear you saying is the foundation we have to the core like we have to go back to the core and that's what i was saying at the beginning when i introduced myself that I wanted to write a book on healing, but I was like, well, what sets me apart from anybody else? It was like, I guess I had to have that big, like epic thing happen for it to to all transpire in the way that it did and go back to the foundation and be like, okay, to the very, very, very core and the very root of it all, where does the healing need to happen? And it wasn't just like, oh, I sat in my hospital bed and meditated and did breath work that that helped me heal. It was like this whole process of like, before the accident, I had to go back to that foundation, had to go back to that really sticky place, that really like uncomfortable place within myself to prepare for what was about to happen. So it was like, it couldn't get any more uncomfortable than this, (laughs) you know, (laughs) it was like, You Yeah, I just, I I woke up to my worst nightmare. But at the same time, I had been like, digging deep in that field anyway. And so for me to be able to like sit in that fire, like you said, in the ashes, and rebuild again. I had to go back to that foundation within myself first. And that's why I say like tools for survival or like I was in the spirit warrior training prior, leading up to, because, I, yeah, I don't know where I'd be now without those tools or without having done that work first, you know, and then the work kept going, of course, after it always does. Now at a different level, but it I was possible for me to be able to hold that space for myself because I'd kind of already been to the icky place to that foundation inside now I just had to deal with it with, on the outside with all these injuries and like unable to move I couldn't run anymore <laughs> you know and you're like I'm just gonna do do, do do escape and numb and run away from my pain <laughs> I just I couldn't do it I couldn't even move my legs I couldn't do that anymore I had to only choose to be with me and that was like so challenging at the beginning um but that's yeah thank you for bringing that up because we do need to go back to these foundations within ourselves and that's why I say healing can happen on all of the levels and I mean the levels of like healing from within healing our physical body with on the outside healing emotionally mentally um spiritually you know we have we have things with god (laughs) some people have things with god i used to have a thing with god (laughs) until i really learned i'm like whoa, damn there's like so much love in this world and i feel it you know so
1: yeah um so I'm, th- I'm just thinking about the concept of like, inner work. And, mm-hmm. um and I think a lot of people so I, you know, we're in Southern California, it's sort of like a Mecca of this sort of a spirituality totally. or like a, a mindset, uh, like inner work sort of thing. But I think a lot of like, the average American doesn't know what that would mean. Mm-hmm. And like a visual of that I'm getting of what that means is sort of like we're all onions, and mm-hmm. there's many layers to us. And a lot of the layers down deep um were formed in childhood. Like you talk about inner child work a lot, and they're formed yeah. in childhood from different situations. And then those formations have ripples into our daily life as adults. And they're connected to our triggers, things that bother Mm -hmm. us in the world and then our reactions to them. And um, this is all stuff that I've been, you know, working through and unpacking in my world. And we're all pretty familiar with it, but there's a lot of people. And I think probably a lot of the listeners may not have gone into this much. Would you be Mm -hmm. willing to just like walk people through your perspective on this whole situation?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I love this stuff so much, and um, this This is is a lot of of healing arts. Yes, yes, it's a healing arts, and um, so you know, I guess for me, when I think of inner work or say inner work, it is the the child, and you're. I love you said that so beautifully, by the way, the way that you explained that, and yeah, so we we all have this epic story, each one of us has some kind of um, story that, that we came into this world. And um, as we will, you know, in psychology, it's like from the ages of zero to seven are usually when we, and I say zero, like that's even in utero, like when you're in your mom's belly, we can, you know, take on what is happening in the world around us. So we can take on the way that our parents feel or even our siblings or other people around us. And so each of us come into this, this world, into our families, and we begin to learn these beliefs. And some of them are beliefs, some of them are conditions, some of them are beliefs about ourselves, some of them are beliefs about the world. And you know, we take these on Like you said, the onion, you know, and then, so it's like the layer, like, okay, another layer, another layer. I see it kind of as armor, right? Wearing this heavy armor. And then as children, we, we don't know, we don't have any tools or skills to be like, no, that's not how I feel, or this is how I feel, or I don't know why, or, you know, to be able to share or speak from, from that centered place We're just kids, you know, we're just like, okay, cool. I was, take that on and listen to what they say. And there's no and that. frame
1: of reference at all.
0: Right. And each one is different because each mm-hmm. of us grew up different. So there's no right or wrong. Like I, that's what I want. I really want to be clear. Like there's no right or wrong beliefs or anything like that, but we, we just each have a different belief. Like your belief on, I don't know, music might be different to my belief on music and what you love in music or what I love in art or your art. You know, you may look at a piece of art and be like, wow, that's absolutely beautiful. And I may be like, oh, cringeworthy, you know, but none of us is right or wrong. It's just the way that we see the world. And so when we do this inner work, (laughs) it's like just looking at those stories, right? We just become this observer and we're like, wait a minute. Do I really feel that I'm not good enough at this thing? Or where did this belief of maybe this limiting belief come from that Or who told me that I that I couldn't do this? What if I just stepped aside for a moment and and had to look if that was true about myself? right? So there's no judgment. We're not justifying anything. you're not judging anything. We're just looking or like, hey, could this be true about myself that I love this thing or I hate this thing? What if we peel back all those layers in there and see like, where did this belief come from? And is it even really mine? And what, what is my true belief in here? And and who really am I? So (laughs) we really go into that, that um, awareness. It's awareness and just looking being this observer of your own life. And you mentioned triggers before. So a trigger is a really, really great opportunity for this stuff to happen. So when we get a trigger, right? We get like heated. I get heated. I get mad. My, my chest heats up. My heart races. That, That's a trigger to me. Something's happening. It's a sign that, hey, something's happening inside. And so Most of the time, human beings are just like, ah, I'm mad, or I'm angry, or I'm frustrated. And we stop there, right? We're like, that's it. That's who we become. That's it. For the rest of the day, we're Mr. Frustrated or Mrs. Frustrated. (laughs) But what if we looked at like, hmm, interesting that I'm frustrated right now, or interesting that I'm angry right now, or interesting that my, my palms are heated and my chest is racing. What if we asked ourselves, why? why do I feel this way, right? And when we can ask ourselves that question, it's like, it really is coming into this inner childhood part of ourselves. It's almost like this little kid's having a tantrum over there in the corner. And we're just going up to them and we're just saying, hey, what's going on? How are you feeling? And then we have this time to process. We're like, hmm, actually, wait a minute. How am I feeling? Why am I feeling this? Or so where could this be coming from? And usually it's not something that just happened yesterday. It's something that is like repetitively happening over time and has been happening in our life. So once we can start to understand or see that it's maybe a pattern that is limiting for us, we can catch it when it comes up and be like, oh, hey, there I am. I feel triggered. It's because I don't feel worthy enough right now. It's because I don't feel good enough or lovable enough or the child feels left out and so it's it's more of a compassionate way of just peeling back the, that layer of the onion so it's not like we're getting mad at ourselves and digging up all this shit from the past which we are but we we're, we're, <laughs> we're bringing compassion towards it the way that we would with a child who is having you know a tantrum or or something we would just We'd find out. We'd get more information. But as humans, or as, sorry, grown-ups, sometimes we don't give ourselves that opportunity for compassion or love or that space between. And we maybe beat ourselves up or like, oh, you're so stupid. You're so, I can't believe you did that or I can't believe you did this. You know? But what if it was like, it's okay. We made another, we made a mistake." <laughs> What are we going to do now to love and nurture ourselves along this way and know that we're human? Hey, I'm human, dude. You're human. I make mistakes. We all make mistakes. I don't even see them as mistakes anymore. I just see them as opportunities of growth and places where we can offer ourselves some more love and compassion. Because when we can do that, we can offer so many other people love and compassion too. And it's like this ripple effect. It's not just happening from us. It's then happens to our neighbor and the person after that, and the person after that. And then that's you're in the flow. And um, I love being in the flow. I love knowing my own stuff. I love knowing owning my own share. I'm like, okay, cool. I messed up then. I'll own it. And um, and that, that was a beautiful place of of
2: growth, you know. Yeah. So
1: yeah, and all this stuff is really cool because I mean, you you just said you don't want to just like dig up shit, but we are digging up shit. But really <laughs> the yeah. shit you're digging up is like collecting around something that's there. And that is it's collecting around like a trigger point from like an inner child thing that was like a formative thing, and like like you hear people talk about their um their pet peeves or like something that regularly grinds their gears like let's say somebody gets like overly upset when they're in traffic then, mm-hmm. then you can ask like okay well okay you're getting upset in traffic well what about traffic is bothering you and like why does that bother you and then mm-hmm. you just keep asking why it's almost mm-hmm. like um yeah like your triggers and like you're like the things that make you upset are like little breadcrumbs that fall mm-hmm. back to the source then you're gonna realize like Oh, wow, I'm upset about that because it actually, you know, when I was like seven, my parent got upset about this and they took it out on me and I felt like I was, you know, like whatever there's like, and there's memories that are stored in yeah. you that you don't even know about until you really yeah. like turn your focus towards it. Yeah. One person that I, that I've worked with, with some inner child stuff, they, they asked the question, like when you're triggered, how old are you? Like, how old are you expressing? I love that. And then like, when you take a minute and think about it, it's like, oh, I'm having a memory, like immediately a thought, a memory will come up and it's like, oh, I'm, there's this memory of when I was six and I was in this Mm -hmm. situation and blah, blah, blah.
0: Yeah. That's how it happens. That's how it unfolds. It is. It's just like being open to it. Like you said, that question, why, why, why? And then we get to this point where like, oh my gosh, yeah, it's because like, you know, that did happen when I was like five or six or whatever. And isn't that interesting? So it's just like this, yeah, like the breadcrumbs. I love how you said that because they are just these little steps to, to lead us to just where it is. And again, in that place, when we get there and discover it, it's it's so empowering, I guess, to be like, oh wow, there's there's an explanation. <laughs> there's a, there's a reason for everything. It's not, you know, um, and not in that's not even in like a foo foo spiritual way. When there's a reason for everything. You know, that's in a way, like no in the way that we react as human beings and ad- adults there's a reason for it and that i just am here to help people understand their their reason why so that they can live free of like whatever's holding them back and that uh, there's freedom in that you know when we understand ourselves to that level it's so cool you know it's so cool
1: i mean this is like this is psychology from a different lens Like from a different angle, like it's 100% totally. Yeah. Um, Yeah. One thing I I will say without like giving away too much, I think, is that you're, um, you mentioned that one of your like underlying limiting beliefs is the feeling of not being enough or not being good enough. And yeah, I mean, I've, I feel that at times. And I wonder if that's like almost a universal thing that everybody at times feels not good enough. They like imposter. And that's why like imposter syndrome is such a big thing. And why so many people don't write a book because they think that like, well, what, what am I, who am I even to like do anything or why people don't (laughs) go all in with the thing that they love to do or whatever, you know, like it's like, Mm -hmm. or why people overcompensate and like go in, you know, like everybody reacts in different ways. Like, you know, by you know, some people like try to dominate the world and uh, people around them because they don't feel like they're enough or whatever.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, or it just... can totally go either way in in that, and that's where we do have these, you know, what we call these masks or spiritual masks that we can either be like, okay, I'm not good enough, and just hide and be introvert And I was like that for a, a big part of my life too. Um, and, or we can be completely extroverted and be like I'm this thing like that we can create all these different personas about ourselves because of our wounding because we don't feel that and I the more I work with people Taylor the more I you know I I, I do see that a lot that one of the major underlying stories is that we're not good enough and um, yeah, that is one of the, the biggest beliefs for, for people or limiting beliefs. And it's so funny when you said like, oh, who am I to write this book? I was like, if I got a dollar every time I thought that when I was writing my book, I'd probably be like this millionaire. But I, like, it's true, you know, and, and I had that thought so many times I actually put my book down for a year, I wrote my first draft of the book. I moved to Costa Rica for like almost a year. I spent every single day of that, of living there, just working hard, just getting that first draft out. And um, every single moment of every single word that I wrote was like, who's going to read this? Who's going to read? Why am I doing this? You know, who is this, you know, who's going to even care? Who's going to see this? And then I I wrote the first draft and left it for a, a year. I came back to San Diego and I was... I still had that thought in my mind. It was like, this will just, I don't know, but I also needed to do more healing as well within, within that. So it did take me about four years to, um, to finish the book and to to publish it because I was experiencing those feelings along the way. And um, yeah, it, I had to just keep reminding myself that, you know, just keep writing. It's not even for anybody. This, Even if it was just for me and my own healing, which for a long time, it was just going to be for me. Um, and and then I, I can't even believe I finished it now. It still feels surreal to me that people are like writing me messages and connecting with me like, oh my gosh, I just read your book. And I have such a similar story. My childhood is the same or, you know, and just that alone for me is everything, just these, everything. The fact that I could help even just one person from the book would have been the greatest gift in the world for me. Um, So yeah, I would just say to that to anybody with that belief is just to nurture that belief about yourself. If you are feeling that way or you're feeling that, you're too afraid to be seen or you, you don't feel good enough for that or worthy enough for that is just really nurturing, sitting with that story. You know, what I do sometimes I even sit with a photo of my, my inner child, the little girl, Nini, and whenever she's feeling that way or whenever I'm feeling that way, I'll just go to her in the photo and I look in her sweet little eyes and I am just like, no, that's not a true story. You are worthy of this you're loved i love you more than anything else you know cuz really essentially what we're waiting for the adult or the child is still waiting for that that thing or that person to come along and tell them you're okay everything's going to be okay you're loved we're waiting for it from this outside source and when we do that inner work as we've mentioned or the inner child work we really just fill in that gap ourselves we're like hey you don't need anybody to come along it's to tell you you are good enough you are good enough you're loved you're you're all that you need to be and that's perfect even if you feel like it's imperfect or your imperfections are your perfections and you haven't done anything wrong so when we can nurture that story within ourselves it's so much more empowering than trying to go out and look for it from somebody else.
1: Yeah. That's the trippy part of the whole thing is that you end up being your own like energetic parent almost like, yeah, you can't rely on anyone else, your parents or anyone else to, to be that for you and for your inner child, you're Mm -hmm. the one. And so, yeah, it's like it becomes this like really interesting cycle of like self um awareness and then like a self like independence um yeah for sure yeah,
0: yeah. it's called reparenting and oh perfect yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah and we that's exactly the the process of it is uh, like we we've been saying you know we peel back the the layers of that onion and like I say in the book and I actually got this from Lady Gaga I heard Lady Gaga say it she's like it's like peeling back the layers of an onion and let's face it the inside of an onion stinks and I just was like oh my gosh that's so good but when we get there we realize like that's actually the gem that's where the gold is that's actually the magic that's where the magic happens and we we just integrated now you know we integrate And again, I do want to say too, like, there's no blame of anyone here. There's no blame of our parents. There's no blame of our siblings or we're not trying to blame anyone or be like, you made me feel this. It's, it's not like that. It's, it's just that, like you said, um, we end up being the one that we've been searching for our whole lives. And we're like, Oh, wait a minute. I've been here this whole time. And, um, and it becomes empowering because now we understand what we what we want, what we don't want, what, where our boundaries are, where our, you know, where our love is, um, what we want as love, what we perceive as love, you know. And we get to create our own little story again and, and be like, oh, this is who I am. Cool. You know, and that could be everyday learning something new about yourself. I learn something new about myself every day. Now And that's so cool. I'm like, wow, I may not have learned that before because I would have told myself like, oh, don't go there. Don't do that. Don't try this. You'll never be able to do it or you'll never be good at it. And now I'm just like, hey, what if I just try or had a look or, you know, see if that works out. And usually all these other doors open. And, and here we are on this podcast. <laughs>
1: Yep. Yep. Yeah, I feel like in um, in my little journey, uh, mm-hmm. the farther I go along, the farther I get away from blame. Yeah. Like when I was I like mid 20s, you know, like there's mid young 20s that like the, as I was becoming aware of the world and situations in life and everything, there was more in the blame way, but then as I go along now and really say, like, I feel like compassion starts to like pour into the situation and then Mm -hmm. the blame gets like replaced by that. And then like, so the, the people involved in stories are not like bad actors in it anymore. Everybody's you see it as like, everybody's kind of neutral, just doing the best that they can. And yeah, maybe you were Mm. the, like the wrong end of what was going on, but like everybody's just, Doing their learning yeah
0: we're just learning and yeah. I love how you say that because no one is the bad uh, character and in, in the movie they're all here and we are all here to be teachers and students of each other and I love that when we can see it in that way of like well what am I learning from this person you know rather than like what the fuck <laughs> you know it's like, why are you doing this to me so it's like whoa, wait a minute, what am I learning here from this person? Or like, what are they mirroring to me? Or what am I learning from this situation? Um, It just makes it way more, it makes life way more interesting than being in the fear-based stuff, you know? And it just, it does, it makes it more interesting because you're like, wow, there's a there's a gift here and everything. And that doesn't happen at the beginning. Like if you're triggered or heated or something's happening, um, so important to let ourselves feel it at the time and not try to figure everything out at the time too and not be like, everything has a reason, you know, all that. But just being like, whoa, look how epic this is right now. or Look how angry I'm getting by this or look how, you know, upset. I feel by this situation and just like really letting yourself go through that process, whatever it is, or joy. Some people don't even let themselves experience joy. They cut it off too soon. Like, nope, don't do it. I don't deserve it. I don't love it. All of those feelings, like if we just were like, whoa, I'm really feeling ecstatic right now, or I'm really feeling sadness right now or grief right now and you know not trying to go on to the next thing and be like okay that was great cool i mean we're
1: gonna bypass it yeah yeah just
0: like be with it because it's so precious that we get to even feel things like that's why we came here as human beings in the first place right this is just a huge i just see it as a huge playground for us To come and play and feel all the stuff. So after a while, because I had repressed so much. That's why I say this, because I didn't even remember a lot of my childhood, Taylor. I'd repressed so much of it. A lot of it was just really hard for me that I didn't want to remember it. And... So that's why I'm like, wow, I don't want to repress any feelings anymore. I want, there's such a gift within them. And when I let myself feel them now, um, I always know like some magic will happen at the end of it. You know, it's like, well, now I can look for the answers or now I can see the clarity or why it had to happen that way or, or why it didn't have to happen that way for me. It, it all starts to go into place. But if we, instead of just like losing our shit and freaking out of like, whenever one thing doesn't go our way or, or, you know, we're just being, we're like, wow, okay, that didn't work out. That's really disappointing or whatever it is that you feel. And I'm just going to let myself feel that. I don't know why it's happening right now, but whatever the answers may display themselves to me later, if or, or not, I don't know. I'm just going to be on this ride I'm just going to ride this roller coaster because that's what life is we're not meant to feel the like this perfect human every single day it's just not possible it's not part of the human design or the human plan like we're meant to go through ebb and flow and when we're in that ebb and we're like oh i call it the darkness i'm like oh i'm in the darkness but one thing that one of my mentors always told me was like when you go into the darkness don't forget to bring your light. And so now I do. I'm like, okay, I might be feeling it, whatever it is I'm feeling. But I know that I have this light within me to be able to, to be with it and to make it on through to the other side and not try to make anything happen or force anything to happen. Um, just let it. And then, then, then we're like, rise up. Bam, we're back up into the flow again because we let it happen. We may ride that flow for a while. I love it when the flow goes for a while. <laughs> and then bam, life happens again, right? So it's like life is constantly going to happen. It's the way that we choose to respond to it, which I think, or since in my experience has made a difference for me. And if I choose to, to look at it with love, no matter what it is, no matter how hard it is, like with my accident, I just chose to wake up every day in trust and love because I didn't really have another choice. Like I said, I couldn't move my legs. I couldn't run. I couldn't, you know, escape it. I just had to be in my worst nightmare, which was one of the greatest gifts that ever happened now that I look back at it, you know, and I, I think of myself and that girl in the ICU, in the hospital bed. And I just think, wow like <laughs> thank you thank you for just being there
1: yeah which is not probably what people would think you would say about having that experience but i mean you you are who you are now because of it mm-hmm. and yeah. you're you're so you're so awesome because of it so it's like you can't extract thank it. you thank you taylor we're all
0: awesome we're all awesome
1: (laughs) (laughs) we are Um, you ready for the question section of this yeah part one okay so these are the questions that i ask everybody um question one is about a breakthrough moment in your life um so i'm thinking that maybe we could frame this one as like the breakthrough when you did take the plunge with writing the book maybe Mm -hmm. um because you did hold off for so long was there like an aha moment that you had or like a forget Mm. it let's just go for it
0: yeah there was there was an aha moment so I put the book down for a year I didn't want to do anything with it I was like I ain't helping anyone (laughs) I was like (laughs) I had PTSD I was still very much traumatized and um I came back from San Diego from the jungle and was just like there's no way I can help anybody with any book. I got to still help myself. Um and I uh, during that time I I actually met my my partner Eric and um you know he he really encouraged me a lot. He was like you you, know, you really should work on it again. I can't believe you have this whole first draft that you wrote and you're just, you're not going to do anything with it. And I would like, yeah, I'm not, I don't really, I'm not really ready. And um, it was, we took a trip. It was actually right before we went into the pandemic up to Colorado. And I had been thinking about it, like it had been on, you know, coming up and coming up, like the book, finish the book. Finish. And I was like, no, I'm not ready. You know, just these in, in, inner dialogue with myself. Um, And I really didn't want to. I was like, it's so much work. I just know how much work this is. And um, we were driving through the Rocky Mountains and it kept coming up this whole trip. Um, Right as we were driving through the Rockies, I just got the biggest download on how the book needed to be written Um, because it was written a whole different way before the first draft. It was written in two parts. Actually, it was written... um, And the first part was called Before the Accident, (laughs) and the second part was called After the Accident. (laughs) Um, And it was like the lead up, it was kind of like all the work I did, years, but there's so much there. you know, on your first draft, you're pretty much just vomiting out your whole life, especially in memoir, it's like, where do you go with this? Um, And then there was After the Accident, which would be like the survival part. And it was actually called You Are Enough. So that was the title before, and then um, before the pandemic, I got the the big download on how it was to be written, and it was like, no, my angels told me the book needs to start in your in between realm. It needs to start with us here, with the angels, with you deciding whether you want to come back to, to life or not. And they showed me every chapter. That would come after that, you know, then it would be followed by skibs, nail salon. And then, and so it would be this like kind of workups. So I could still be able to weave in kind of what happened before it and then, um, and then show the journey after it as well. So I got that huge, huge message. And um, we were actually heading back. We we're on our way to, to Utah, was our next stop. By the time we got to Utah, I had already like rewritten the first chapter, I already rewrote it. It was done. And then it was just, I couldn't stop after that. The channel was, was open again. And I felt, um, I felt like I'd done enough healing, healing to be able to now share it, in a in a way that it would be um, impactful to be able to help others now. So it was kind of, I was in a place on the other side of it where I would be able to write it from more of a um, a healed place and it's interesting because I went back when I went back for the whole first draft the whole thing was written in the in the first person I was really living it in the first draft you know everything was written like you know, then I did this and we, you know, it was like happening at that time. And so when I went back, you know, four years later, three years later, whatever it was, I had to change all of that to, to the past tense because it had healed within me. And it was so cool. It was such a healing process to be like, oh my gosh, like, wow, I, I worked through that or I made it through that or something that I thought I would never be able to like get through, you know, like pain, physical pain, for example. And now just being in my body and being pain-free is, you know, just little things like that where I got to really see my progress through it. So it was cool. It was really cool when I got that download and started again because I just couldn't stop after that. And it was you couldn't even get me out of my house like through the pandemic. It was perfect. Then we went into a pandemic. So I spent the whole time just writing, 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 right? People would ask me to go out or whatever. I hadn't showered for days. I just it was like the it was just all coming through. And then um, you know, it was just guided to the right people. The Um, right editors and the right people that would help me then be able to like publish it and um, I always envisioned being published with like say a publishing house I sent it to a few publishing houses and I didn't even get a response like not even anything not even like hey thank you but not this time like it was just it was like beyond rejection you know but I was like I don't care Um, so I I was like I'm it just needed to come out and that's when I just self-published it I was like fuck it I this the story's ready it's so ready I can't wait any longer and um and and now it is it's here
1: (laughs) yeah breakthrough (laughs) that's great biggest
0: breakthrough it's the biggest thing I've ever done in my life Taylor it's the biggest and most greatest achievement um i've ever done because it's not just a book that i wrote it's like the healing that happened through writing it too so it was really cool
1: yeah that's a huge i don't
0: think i've ever finished anything (laughs) (laughs) because i didn't ever feel good enough right oh look at that
1: right but it's so cool now that that channel's open like who knows what can and will happen and um for sure and then, you know, with create creativity and creation, once you get things rolling, like, it just builds a momentum. Like, well, I, could, I did that, so I can do something else. And then you start mm-hmm. to build, like, systems and flows. and.
0: So much. Yeah. yeah, I've already started my next book. I already know what it is. It's got its outline. And then, you know, when that time comes to really sit through that and, and write that, I'll do that as well when that comes
1: that's great love it um okay so then this next question is about flow state so okay flow state is uh you know where your brain waves are working different you're in the zone time sort of changes shape uh we all get into it in our different ways what is a favorite flow state moment that you've experienced in your life
2: Mm.
0: I think that that gosh there's so many but I feel I feel like the accident is like crazy and traumatic and as it was it was so um everything just flowed after that like I didn't need to worry about money or any like my lawyer came to me like I didn't have to do anything it just it was like, okay, this is my worst nightmare. <laughs> but it's actually not because all these people are here to support. So that was like, for me, the biggest um, time where I really saw flow in like real time. Where I was like, well, when I stop trying to do everything, the world just happens magically. And that was where I really got to see flow for the first time. Cool. Um, yeah. And then I would just say like meeting my, my, my beloved Eric, just ever since meeting him, like everything we do is in the flow. That and I, I just know that's how we're meant to be together because it doesn't matter where we are, or what we're doing. We're just constantly like magic is happening around us and we're in the flow. So I would want to say I'm I'm totally in the flow when I'm with, with him.
1: <laughs>
0: and yeah. that feels really good.
1: That's awesome. Love it. It's great to hear. Um, all right. Now, next question here is, what is your advice to aspiring creatives of all kinds?
0: Oh, just do it. Don't think about it. Don't get in your head about it. Like if you find yourself in your head and those stories that are coming up trying to stop you or limit you, just just be aware of them first of all and then go beyond, go beyond, get out of your head, drop into your heart and just create, do it. Even, Even if you're not doing it, well, I would say this, don't think about doing it for anybody else. Just do it for you, do it for your own heart. It's like that saying like, dance like nobody is watching (laughs) I would like sit there and be like write like nobody is going to read this and that's that's flow state there
1: that's great yeah yeah I like that create like nobody's because if you're creating for other people then you're going to be judging it what you think other people might think and you have no idea what people are going to think and you're going to be totally in your head
0: Yeah. And then it stops you and you don't do it. It's a block. And so if we create for ourselves, no matter what you're creating, like if it's music, create like no one's listening or, you know, it's art paint, like nobody's going to see it ever and write like nobody's going to read it. And um, that's where you're just like, yes, I can just fully be myself here. I can just fully express myself in this piece, whatever it is that I'm doing.
1: Yeah. It's freedom.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Nice. (laughs) I like that. All right. All right. Uh, Okay. Final question here is what is your definition of art?
0: Oh my gosh. Art is for me, is an expression of our own hearts, nature, our own hearts rhythms. It's like an expression of the way somebody feels and it's so beautiful you get to know them like listening to a piece of music that somebody created is like wow this came from their heart how beautiful or looking at a piece of art you know and I think it just takes you into a deeper level of knowing somebody without even speaking words word is uh, art is just this beautiful expression of who we are and it has no explanation, it's infinite, and um, it's there's endless possibilities with it. Um, and without art or without artistry or creation, I don't know if we can be humans. Like, <laughs> we, we need to have that creative expression, whatever it is as well, whether it's cooking or breathing or decorating your house. Like, let yourself be in that creative expression because that's where your truth is and your your magic is
1: yeah love it right it's like part of being a human it's
0: right it's part of breathing i feel it's like if we didn't breathe we wouldn't survive and i feel the same about creating i don't know about you as an artist but if i'm not creating i can go into like a pretty deep depression of Um, no, it's, it's just, I'm not able to express otherwise. And again, like I said, it doesn't have to be music or art or those really, you know, artsy things. It could be anything that you find as your art. And so I would say, find what that is for you, where you can really express and tap in because you'll find another level of yourself. You'll learn more about yourself within that space.
1: I like that. Yep. Yeah, it's like art is this um, creative expression that the universe is sending through us as the artists, and so then we get to experience ourselves. The universe gets to experience itself through us, exactly. Yeah, our creative. Yep,
0: expression. and also we get to tap into because I love the inner child part of ourselves. You know, we do. We get to just have that playfulness part of ourselves too because let's face it as adults in the world like it can get serious sometimes right <laughs> it can get really fucking serious yeah. so uh, art and creating whatever it is that you need to express can really like bring you back into that playfulness self and be like oh yeah that's right that I am a human this is fun this is a playground yeah. I'm so serious
2: <laughs> yeah. turn that
0: frown upside down <laughs> um that was silly but you know what i'm saying it's it gives us a place to play
1: yeah yeah, yeah. it's okay to be silly it's good to be silly like it's you said so like, good to be silly. the world can be so intense life right now on the planet earth is like there's so much mm-hmm. intensity there um yeah but that's not all that exists and we can we can create our own realities like on an individual level and on a worldwide collective level and and I think, you know, be the change you want to see in the in the world, you know, if we all start with our individual selves of, like, interacting with ourselves this way and others, then maybe that can, like, spread out to the bigger picture of things. It is, it is. All this shit.
0: Right? The ripple effect. Yeah. The ripple yeah. effect. If people are like, wow, what's that guy doing? He looks, like, pretty happy and comfortable with himself, then... They're like, I want to have some of that. What, what is that? Yeah. <laughs> it's like this meme that I saw and it's um, like uh, two little stick figures and one is eating a jar of, or there's like, he has a jar of happiness. And the other guy is like, hey, where'd you get that? And he's like, I made it myself. <laughs> so it's really cute. <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh that's deep (laughs)
0: right we can't get it from anywhere else we got to make it ourselves and and that taylor for me that leads all the way back to creating art that that happiness and that joy it's it comes from like that creation in yoga we may see you know it's the the second chakra the center of our creation and um and then that's like one of our lower chakras. And from that creation, every other chakra opens up from that creative chakra. Isn't that cool? It's like that creative space opens up our heart. It opens up our emotions. It opens up our throat to speak and use our voice to share that expression. It opens up our higher self and our higher divinities. So, I mean, it's, it's part of us, part of who we are and what we came here to do.
1: Yeah. That was great. <laughs> all right. All right. <laughs> uh yeah, I was having the visualization of like uh kind of like a volcano starting from that spot that just like exp- you know, everything, all the lava like expands through you. The energy creative force just like comes out in all of the chakras and like goes out the yeah. top and you
2: I love I happen, that.
1: It spills out towards everybody else and, and mm-hmm. it flows.
0: We flow. Yeah, we and then we overflow too. Yeah. It's like this overflow. And
2: yeah.
1: Yeah. Feeling our fire cup. along. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, cool. All right. Well, you did great there. Great job answering the questions. We're going <laughs> to. Thank you. We're going to switch gears here uh, and close up part one. Um, first off, I want to thank you for being on the podcast. And I'm really glad that Alexandra connected us and me uh, too yeah yeah Same. Your she's book, a sister yeah yep me too for me too um she's awesome I can't wait to get her on the podcast she'll be on here at yeah. some point in the future and yep. that'll be really cool but yeah your book was freaking awesome I I really loved it I love lots of parts of it it's inspiring in on lots of different levels um for one it's just I mean the story and everything that you go through is really inspiring. And then also like the fact that you said, let's go for it. And you, you went for it and you wrote a book. Like I think Mm -hmm. everybody can really take a lot of inspiration from that. And um, a part that really struck me throughout the whole thing was uh, your connection to gratitude. And then um, it was really cool because I could feel the yoga instructor, the yoga, you know, mentor um, in you coming through constantly, um, because there was all these awesome little reminders um, to like take a second and get present and feel gratitude and um, I was moved to tears a few times oh, wow. from your book
2: mm-hmm. and
1: uh, like I was like I'm flying on an airplane and I'm like <laughs> over by the window and I'm just like tears are coming down my face and I'm just you know, my mask is on and I'm sitting here and I'm like crying and, uh, you know, the flight attendants coming by asking if I want peanuts. And <laughs> I'm, I'm like having this like deep heartfelt connection. It was, uh, it was really, it was oh really good. So. That's
0: so moving for me to hear that. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Thank you for sharing that experience. I, I do not even, I see that's where I, I, I don't even know what to say because I'm so overwhelmed with just joy and gratitude that like you know that it did um, touch people in, in that way I didn't mean to I was just telling my story but um, you have no idea how many people have told me that story about them being on a plane and reading my book <laughs> <And> like <Yeah. laughs> crying I've received messages from people like I'm in the toilet um, of the the plane, I just needed to tell you, I'm bawling my eyes out, <laughs> <laughs> having all these breakthroughs, and like the that's the stuff right there that is like every single time I doubted myself or had doubt in my mind that that nobody would care or nobody or, you know why am I writing this or who's gonna even care? You know, it, it's all worth it there for me, and the book was never written to like um make money from like that was never in my mind the book was written purely for that response for somebody to be like hey i had a breakthrough like you, you sharing that story helped me to be able to to speak about my story or to speak about the things that i went through during my childhood and you have no idea how many people have come out to me about stuff it's it's been so I I just can't even I'm so moved by it I just uh, I'm like yes this is it this is what it was all for and I'm here for you I'm here <laughs> whatever you need
1: yeah yeah I mean you know I come from an art background and went to art school if I was going to do a critique on your book which I always like when I critique people's art and whatnot I feel like the most important thing is to um, try to try to get at what the art artist was intending or what like the essence of their piece of art is. And um, not judging it, whether you like it or not, that's sort of irrelevant, Um, more judging it on is the piece successful at what it was created for. And I mean, in that way, like it was a 100% success. And I also really really (laughs) liked it. So
0: I'm gonna cry now.
1: (laughs) You won on both accounts. So good
0: job. Gosh, yeah. Call it a success.
1: Let's keep writing books. Keep it up. Yeah.
0: Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Well, I just I wrote it from my heart. That was all I could do in the end. And um
2: you can't. So I'm glad that that
0: yeah exactly yeah so I, I'm so glad that that that's how you received it and thank you so much for taking the time to read it and you know bringing it on on your trip and that's that's so epic and I love that I'm so grateful
1: oh yeah and and then you you also sent me a piece of Palo Santo and a little crystal and it just I yeah. it, I appreciate it a um,
0: letter yep
1: yep yep so uh, now where can people Get a hold of your book and where can they follow you? How do they connect with you online and all those places?
0: Yeah, totally. Well, you can find my book on Amazon anywhere in the world. Um, and it's just under the title Soul of a Spirit Warrior, True Story of Healing, Survival, and Resilience, under my name, Gianna Moseri, is the author. Um, or you could just go to my website. My website is giannamoseri.com. And that's where you can pretty much find everything you can, you know, you can find my book on there. You can find, um, I, I do all kinds of different, um, sound healing. So I have like a YouTube channel. If you want to listen to some sound healing, I've got, um, you know, articles in there and, um, whatever you, you can find me and connect with me through the website. That's probably the easiest way.
1: Perfect. Perfect. Love it. All right. Well, we, uh, we did it. That's part one. Um, last, thing. last thing though, can you give the people one more piece of wisdom? And it doesn't have to be about anything we've talked about so far, just one piece of wisdom in general. Mm, let me
0: tune in. <clears throat> one piece of wisdom. Um, yes, For this is what is coming through is that just letting yourself know that you haven't done anything wrong and you are whole no matter what you think or what anybody else tells you you are not your pain or you're not your your wounds you're not your fear you're you're whole and you're loved and um and that's what what I would like to say.
1: <laughs> Perfect. All right. We'll be right back. <laughs> Again, this podcast is brought to you by High Ground Coffee, an adventure coffee brand with a new twist on brewing coffee, wherein you steep coffee like it's a tea. You just drop a packet in hot water and you go. It's the newest way to brew coffee and it's awesome. Use coupon code TAILOR at checkout for 15% off visit them at myadventurecoffee.com that's myadventurecoffee.com okay and we're back uh took a little break walked outside said what's up to Haley gave her a little kiss came back got some water and here we are with Gianna again (laughs) hey how you doing
0: great great I'm loving this so much
1: fun (laughs) yeah um you uh, were just about to tell me something but i cut you off because i was like no no no, we'll put it in the in part two so go ahead yes
0: yeah, so i i pulled a card for us these are energy healing cards they are pretty cool i just got them actually and the card i pulled i tuned in for all of us was elevation that was the message i'll read it on here and the message of the card says i free myself from fear and I trust the universe. I direct my thoughts to the beauty inside and around me. I use my spiritual strengths and knowledge to create light. And I rise above all doubt. (laughs) I feel like that's pretty fitting for this conversation.
1: That's crazy. It's so wild how like, uh, (laughs) I mean, almost every single interaction I've had with any sort of a card from any sort of a tarot deck, especially the the ones kind of like what you pulled the, the traditional tarot um i often or tarot um mm-hmm. i that often feels a little bit more like like i can't connect with that as much but when when you know like angel cards or or what you're talking about they like so often it's crazy how spot on it is like
0: i know because it's like, all from from our energy and it, yeah it's cool everything's energy it just shows like hey everything's energy and we're all in tune with each other we're just this one big universal um, like I just see all these roots you know under the ground and we're all connected and it's just it's really cool so that's I love the cards as well yeah I I love the cards I don't really work with tarot either tarot however you say but I love I love these these ones with these messages of our intuition
1: yeah yeah it's like uh i mean like the energy connections between all of us it's almost like a mycelial network under the ground of you know between people and then also um time and space you know like the way that things are connected in that way it's like who knows what's really going on it's it's
0: oh that's a whole other podcast (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah what's really going on here
1: <laughs> yeah yeah can anybody tell us that no they can't um, maybe yeah so
0: after this conversation with you the moral of it is is that as much as we don't we actually don't know anything <laughs> yes
1: okay. okay now we're getting somewhere right <laughs> <laughs> Um, Okay. So you've listened to a couple podcasts. You did your homework and um, you know how part two goes. Uh, The way we've been doing it recently is I give you the option for choosing the question route or the concepts route. So Mm -hmm. would you like a question or a concept?
0: Something's telling me question another there's another question under there
1: (laughs) okay great because we've got three questions for you here and I I think you might enjoy (laughs) cool um okay so the first question is and you're choosing one out of the three okay first question is what's the meaning of life (laughs) starting off small here starting off so that's the first one the second question is how do you deal with pain and you can take that on whatever level you want to talk about it and then the third question is what's in a name
0: Mm, wow those are powerful questions taylor I think we may all just elevate after this.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think I, I'm feeling that right now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I guess the the one that probably resonates most with me is um is how to deal with pain because I have experienced a lot of pain on on both physical and emotional levels, and I. I love to teach people that we have this really, really, really incredible built in healing tool and everyone has it and it's called breathing. (laughs) And that's how I deal with pain. And that's how I have dealt with pain in, in the past And people forget, or we forget as humans that we do, we can use our breathing. It's a really, really powerful tool. And we can shift our mood. We can shift our energy. We can shift anxiety. We can shift fear, all kinds of things just by taking some deep breaths. So even like right now, you can just be like, wait, I'm breathing. That's right that's what I do it's it's what we have to stay alive but when we're like consciously just stopping and there's all this other stuff going on around us maybe we're feeling pain in our physical body or we're feeling pain in our heart maybe we've been through a breakup or grief or loss or something or maybe we're stressed and going too fast any of these times in any kind of these situations All we need to do is slow down and slow down the breath and take these long, slow breaths. You can breathe into physical pain in your body just by inhaling and just visualizing that I'm sending this breath to the part of my body that needs this energy, that needs me to focus on it. It's telling me something. My mentor said, one of our mentors, and I know Alexandra worked with, with the same mentor over the years, and she would always say pain is an acronym. And the acronym is to pay attention inside now, pain. So when we stop and we pay attention inside now, or outside, wherever it is in the body that you're feeling pain, it's a signal to breathe, to stop, slow down the breath and to breathe. We can even do it right now. Let's take like two deep breaths together, really, really slow breaths, inhaling through your nose all the way from the bottom of your belly. Let it rise all the way up to your chest, to the crown of the head. And just hold at the top, feeling full. And then when you're ready to open the mouth and slowly let that air pass down, back down through the chest, back down into the belly, back down into the earth. And then see how it feels like when we are empty of that breath. And then when you're ready to, one more deep breath in. It's these polarities, the inhale and the exhale, the give and the receive, where we can slow down the mind, we can slow down the body, the thoughts, any pain that we're feeling. And then we exhale, we just release. And so when we can breathe and tune into our, our body, our breath, it takes us away from all of that other stuff, pain, all that other thought, the madness in the mind, and we just come back into this moment, who we are right now. And all that is, is just this inhale and this exhale. And that's how I deal with pain, Taylor
1: wow yeah
0: how do you feel after those breaths sorry just wanted to ask you how do you feel after taking just two deep breaths like that
1: i feel i feel totally calm um relaxed calmed down and i get (laughs) i get visuals of all these different things all the time and the visual there was um it's like waking life is this, um, it's like a roller coaster that we're on and we're constantly like clicking up or speeding down the hill and mm-hmm. um, and there isn't a whole lot of time, I guess like taking deep breaths takes us off of the roller coaster and like yeah. puts us next to it and maybe like we can lay in the grass a little bit and we can mm. observe the track that we're on yeah. and the way that it moves and like how we're connected to it and, and everything. So it's, um, or it also reminds me of like being in the ocean, surfing and like diving under the wave and the wave just goes over you. And you can kind of like, if you take a deep breath you can just like hold your breath underneath and look up and you can see the way the light comes through. And there's like this moment of peace and quiet and silence amidst the chaos
0: wow that's so beautiful I
2: love
1: that <laughs> my computer yeah. is about to die so I'm gonna plug it in so tell me tell me more about about plug pain. it in about
0: sorry I missed what you what you said there. about yeah. what <laughs>
1: um, about whatever about about <laughs> pain I mean it's also like such a transformative thing it's so like uh it's like you know, sharpening steel, you know, I guess it's like, it it brings Mm -hmm. you to a higher version of yourself um, because you have to like learn to cope and deal with things.
0: Exactly. Yeah. And I think it was, you know, it's a lot of, of what I was saying earlier of like, just letting yourself sit through it as well. So pain A lot of people, when they think of pain, whether it's emotional or physical, we don't want to deal with it because it's not fun to deal with pain on any level. If whether it's your body hurting or like your heart hurting, um, or just being really stressed, like no one wants to feel that pain. Why would we want to do that? (laughs) But the the goal, I guess, or the um, the whole point of it is to feel it. Just feel it. And see what happens. Let yourself feel it. And I would say that to anybody. Like next time you start to feel something or a trigger or pain in your physical body, or instead of trying to like fix it or um, not deal with it or pretend that it's not there or just move on from it, or you know how people say like just get over it, you know, (laughs) like get over what? Like we got we got to get through this thing. Do it together so I would just say you know like like pain is gonna be there whether we want it to be or not it's a part of our life and like you said when we can take those deep breaths we can just sit aside and play in the grass and just like look at that roller coaster for a minute and be like let me just get off that damn thing for a moment let me just take a like a moment here to myself to regroup and know that, Hey, it's okay. If I'm feeling pain, it's okay. Um, Something that I like to use is like this too shall pass. And every moment is temporary where nothing's ever permanent, right? Has anything ever been permanent in our lives? It's just forever changing. And so this too shall pass just like everything else in the past did like we're never stuck in a moment and that's where gratitude is really cool too because you're like wow look at this moment holy shit (laughs) there's never going to be another one like this wow how cool is that right there's never going to be another moment like this ever like this moment with you and me right now it's so cool i love it i'm so honored to to share this with you I'll never get to experience this again so why would I want to numb it or run away from it or not fully be present in it with you and you know
2: yeah that's flow flow.
0: (laughs) back to back to flow (laughs) yeah
1: that's flow that's gratitude that's like uh, awareness I feel like um, we can really we can go through life without like just sort of like sleeping through all of this awesomeness and you know Mm -hmm. as far as we know we're only going to live this life once and or whatever however you want to look at it but it's like we're only here right now once and and then it becomes a memory and then you're like looking you know you're looking at it from a different angle it's uh it's really cool the the relationship of like breath and then pain and how breath is a way to deal with it and Mm -hmm. and then pain being pain's like literally a signal From your body that is saying that something's not right. And so then it's it's another thing similar to a trigger where it's uh it is yeah, like if you choose to, you know, just like say whatever, get over it, or like, you know, deal with the pain, then you're not acknowledging what is creating the pain. And Mm. a lot of times that can be like a, you know, a system, a formula, a habit, uh whatever, like consist like chronic thing that you're doing or that that is happening that is causing this pain and um and then that leads to the next question which is like why are we doing these (laughs) things that hurt or don't feel good and what's the point of it all like are we you know do we really need to live like this do we need you know and that's something that we can ask ourselves on like the individual level um mm-hmm. you know if your knees hurting a lot like what are you doing that's making your knee hurt a lot and like is that something that you can like dive deeper into peel the onion back and look at or we can look at it on a bigger like macrocosm of humans in general like there's all this pain that is happening on a large scale how like what are we doing here in that's like causing this pain and like why are these friction points
2: mm-hmm. here
1: I guess like all the stuff that's been going on worldwide really has me thinking about like the bigger ideas of like yeah but okay like these different cultures these different situations everybody's sort of like interfacing in these in between like in the edge condition points between countries and nations and cultures and there's like friction that's happening and Mm -hmm. it always has happened but like what's how do we alleviate this pain while also, while still respecting everybody individually and every individual culture? Like how do like, what's the puzzle piece formula to like release the pain? So like, what's, what's the quote unquote breathing element that could help the, the, the macrocosm pain of humanity. That's my question. Yeah. That's next question. Answer that. See if you can answer. That.
0: <laughs> so basically answer the whole questions of the world. Um, <laughs>
1: <laughs> We're just solving problems um, here. Folks. No. <laughs> Art and life podcast. Check it out. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: no, I get you though. I really get you. I get that question a lot as well. And, you know, I think it's just about, like we said, the breath and, and everything and how it relates and. It really is about like stepping off that roller coaster. I love that analogy you said so much because it's so real to me. That and what was coming up a lot in this last retreat, we just did, came back from a healing retreat um, that I was leading up in Ben. And a, a lot when you were speaking and asking that question, what was coming up was like staying in our own lanes and first firstly dealing with what needs to deal with in here and that's the microcosm and the and the macrocosm and, and and the 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 part to all of it so it's like the more we can step off that roller coaster ourselves right because it's crazy it's wild that roller coaster and it is our life it's life that's what's happening this roller coaster So the more that we can just be like, you know what, guys, I'm gonna get off this roller coaster for a minute. I'm just gonna go and sit on that grass and have, you know, we're just looking at like, where am I giving too much? Where am I stepping out of my lane and focus too much on like what this other person over here is doing? And um, what are they doing? I'm just gonna have a look at what everyone else is doing. What about that? But what if we're like, hey, I'm gonna step off the roller coaster. And I'm just going to tune into how I'm feeling, and create this space, right? So when we take those those deep breaths, or meditation, or whatever we want to call it, what we're really doing is we're just asking for to, to create this space between all this craziness, all of the thoughts that are going like the roller coaster, the like big turns and the upside downs, and, the burp burp and like this crazy ride, right? We're just giving ourselves some space from it. We're like not running away. We're like, hey, let me just gather my thoughts and my feelings. Right. So it's all like we've been on this roller coaster. Your your emotions have been over there, they're flung over here. And then you've got your, you know, your <clears throat> your thoughts over here, your mental thoughts. And then over here, you've got all this past shit that happened. And then that's flying off the roller coaster, right? So when we get off it, we sit on that grass and we're like, you know what? Let me just gather all those things. Let me just get back my emotions. Let me take back my, my thoughts. Let me get back to, like, the heel of this shit from the past. And let me just gather and get centered within myself and if we, each one of us, right, you imagine every single human just took that time to just be like, you know what? I'm just going to take some time to tune on into myself and find out the ans- what the answers are in here. It, it would be a much more, um, I think the world might work in, in more harmony with each other because we know what's going on in here. And when we know what's going on in here, it's easier for us to navigate all of that other stuff on the roller coaster, and to just sit and 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 get scented, gather all of our stuff again. But most most of the time, and and right now, I feel what's perpetuating in the world is um, there's just a, there's a lot of talk, there's a lot of p- opinions, there's a lot of right and wrong and do this and do that and don't do this and don't do that whereas when we can take that time we can figure it out ourselves we're like no you know what I don't feel like that that one's best for me but I'm going to take this you know road down here thank you very much and then that person's like why thank you you're welcome thank you for taking the time to tune into that (laughs) and There's no arguments here. You're doing what you love to do. I do what I love to do. There's no fights. There's no right or wrong. It's just who we are and what we came here to do. And I don't know, I just feel like that, that is harmonious. That's a harmonious place to be when we get off that roller coaster. Because it's kind of a gift, right? Otherwise, we're just rattling around all the time, going up and down, not giving ourselves time or any space to see how we feel. Maybe we're hungry. What if we want a glass of water? What if you need a meal? What if you haven't eaten in three days? You're still on that freaking roller coaster. You're know, like, whoa. So again, that's why we come back to the inner child stuff because we just come back to like literally basics. <laughs> I need to wake up, breathe put some water in my body, some food and take care of myself and whatever happens from there happens from there. And I will take, I will deal with that when it comes. So I I think, you know, a lot anxiety, anxiety comes from too much thinking of the future. That's why people have anxiety. I don't know if you've ever had anxiety. I have had it very A lot in my life and it's because there's like too much thinking of like what if what if what if i did this what if i did that what if i was i would be happy when i have this i'll be happy when i have that what about right now if we just stop come into this moment and decide that everything that i need i have and anything else that i want i trust is coming and that's it. I don't have to think anything more. I don't have to go into the story. I don't have to jump back on that roller coaster, go on this wild ride. I just let let it be. And what if we just all let it be? <laughs> and that's not in a way of like running and repressing. It's just like not trying to control things because really there's, you can't control anything. It's like that saying, you wanna make God laugh? tell him a man's plan. <laughs> He's gonna be like, sure, you wanna make it home from yoga teacher training tonight, Gianna? Sure, great, send in the car. <laughs> it's like, we just don't know, we don't know. So why not be in this moment here with each other, listening, sharing, whatever it is, understanding, knowing that each of us has a different path, no judgment, not going to justify anything for you because that's your path. Great. That would be harmonious. And that would be um, living with compassion and living with patience. And, and these things are practiced, man. Like I have to practice them every day too. It's not that I'm just like on this pedestal and <laughs> perfect gosh I I go through the the ins and the outs and and I feel it all and I think sometimes I feel it all so much that it's either all so beautiful or it's all so painful I don't know yet Taylor I haven't figured that out but I think that we're supposed to feel all of it and and let's let's just feel it together and share it and talk about it let's all talk about it together you know I'm tired of this, like, what are you doing or how are you doing? I don't care what you're doing. How, tell me how you feel. I want to know how you feel. Like, tell me about your life. Like, what was your childhood like? Tell me, what, what, how does it feel to be you and walk in your shoes in this earth? I want to know that about people. And, you know, that's there are masks. when we can just take them off and just set them down and be like, I see you. I see you for who you are. I don't care what you do for a job. I don't care what religion you are. I don't give a shit what your favorite color is. I don't care about that stuff. I want to know who you are. Let's get there. Let's go there. And I don't know. I think I just went on a really big rant, but um, yeah, I think that that's what this podcast really is—is about you know our art and our who how we are and how we who we are and how we express it and, and and that's how the way i love to express in this world is by truly knowing who somebody is
1: mm-hmm.
0: under under all the stuff i don't care about it
1: right right all the stuff is just the like things that we do while we that are sort of the actions that we carry out and do and go and places we go and whatnot that is like the instrument to like the actual music that we're playing like you want to know the music you don't care about like whether i play drums or bass or whatever Mm
0: -hmm. yeah
1: the music's the important part it's cool um one thing that came up when you were talking about all that is like uh back to the breath how it's almost like uh, just in terms of anxiety and and depression also Mm -hmm. um i've heard anxiety's focus on the future depression is focusing on the past and they're sort of like the twins that are like, uh, surrounding present moment and your breath is like, yeah, your breath is almost like creating this bubble, um, that you can Mm. exist in. If you take conscious breaths where you slow down and you like, think about it and breathe, or don't even think about it. Just like feel into your breath. Um, you don't think is what you're doing. Um, you, you feel into this moment. It creates this space where you can kind of exist, without thinking about anything in the future without going to the past without being stressed by anything like in that moment you need nothing yeah you all you need is your breath you're sitting here yeah. like, take a breath like you don't need your bills you don't need your to-do list you don't need anybody you don't need anything you're here right now and um mm-hmm. and it's again like getting off of that roller coaster where there's like there's this whole list of these things need to lead to that which needs to lead to that these need to be done or else this happens and blah, blah, blah like all this shit
2: mm-hmm. that's
1: like the human uh drama um, of yeah. life and that none of us can get away from and yeah. um and that's one of the the ways where like we all have way more in common than we have different And the differences are the Mm -hmm. shit that you were saying that you don't care about. Like, we don't give a shit. Like, all (laughs) those things are not really important. Everybody has these, like, variables in their life. Like, sub out this for that, for that, for that. Everybody's whatever. It's all different. But the things that we have in common are the human condition, the way that life works. We are all on a roller coaster. And we all have access to this breath element. We all you know, experience anxiety and depression and all these different things. And then like are these moments of clarity, these moments of like the word enlightenment comes to mind. And I feel like a lot of people, we think about the concept of enlightenment as like, there's a guru on a mountaintop who has reached enlightenment, like, like enlightenment's a finish line that you cross. Mm -hmm. And then once you cross it, you're like, Hey, I got my enlightenment badge. And mm-hmm. I put it on my little enlightenment vest and now I can wear this around town <laughs> and I'm the guru, but that's not yeah. it. It's like enlightenment is this, like, it's these moments where the sun peaks out from behind the clouds and everything stops and we just take in the beauty of like the grandeur of it all. Like, mm-hmm. holy fuck, we live, we exist. Yeah we use Mm -hmm. this right now like this is this is i don't know what uh, what the future or the past or any of this but this is now and this like that's where it's like uh, Mm ah you know and then
0: absolutely yep it's the space between (laughs) yeah exactly it's those it's exactly those moments i couldn't have explained it better myself than that and that's exactly what where the breath comes in too. it creates that space between past and future, and just brings us into this moment. And yeah, there, there's nothing else that we can physically do in that moment other than than be, be in it. And that's what we're all practicing. And I feel like we're all just, you know, that that saying, we're all just walking each other home back to that that moment you know and you know when you say enlightenment i think the journey the journey is the enlightenment it's the journey that enlightens us and we're never going down the spiral we're never going back to square one we're we're just moving up that spiral you know the whole journey is just going up that spiral just nice and slowly at our own pace and just walking each other home as we go along and you know some some people are there for the whole ride or the whole spiral or whatnot and others come just for part of that spiral and we're all these epic characters of our of our movie we're all the the star of it we're the hero the hero's journey I don't know if you relate to that a lot but I love the hero's journey and you know, every epic story ever told was like, follows the, the hero's journey. And we are each of us, we're all that hero of our own story and we're just trying to find that way home be like, okay, we're gonna we're gonna come through. And you know, I just I I can't help but think of like The Lord of the Rings and Frodo, because it's one of my favoriteest movies ever. And you know, all of the, the help he had along the way, and you know, Samwise Gemji could have taken that ring at any point himself, Gollum like, there was all these things, you know. But little Frodo had to just do it himself, no one could do it for him, no one could put that ring in the fire but him. And um, that's us, that's us too, like, like we're on our own journey and no matter how many samwise Gamges come along or gandalf so Golden's like they're all just part of this epic story to help you know elevate each other the card again elevation you know it's um it's part of this beautiful beautiful dance if we want it to be you know if we allow it to be and if we just open up to it um, it can be beautiful and we can find those really, really tragic moments. We can find some divinity in them. And, um, you know, that's what I just chose to do with my accident was, you know, I had a, a choice. I, I woke up when I woke up in from the coma. I literally thought to myself, like of the, the book, um, Edgar Tolley in his book, he one of his books, he says, you can evolve or die, <laughs> that's literally what I woke up thinking. <laughs> and, you know, d- like, I don't mean die, like actually die, but I thought I was going to die, but I mean like, you know, our souls can, this can take me and take everything from me or I can evolve from it. <clears throat> and so I just, I just chose to evolve and I chose to to choose every day with love and, and trust even when it was hard, especially when it was really, really hard. I just, i came back to that i'm gonna to choose to evolve here i'm gonna use this experience to to help me grow
1: yeah it's cool how um there's i guess the concepts of fate and like personal um will and divine timing and like all these all these elements kind of like interweave together because um, you know on the enlightenment path you're just presented with all these opportunities left and right are you going to go right or are you going to go left you're going to go right and, mm-hmm. left? and like you never you know a lot of times you can't really see around the corner and you don't know which way they're going to go and there's lots of options and Mm -hmm. Um, and then there are things that you can do to um, like increase your possibility for those moments of enlightenment and then there's Mm -hmm. things you can do that can increase your possibility for um, trouble or challenge or whatever I mean the concept of heaven and hell um, is really interesting and and I like to kind of look at it of like what are these concepts trying to illustrate for us Mm. and it's almost like you know if you believe in an afterlife in sort of like a traditional Christian or Catholic like heaven or hell then you think that it's like after you die but Mm -hmm. I like to kind of think about it as like what if these are metaphors for life on like in this existence and so and then you can equate it to like suffering or moments of enlightenment and Mm -hmm. you know like there's like command 10 commandments and there's these like you know idealistic ways there's values and ethics and these like guidelines for how to live and if you follow these guidelines you're going to end up in situations that are going to present you with these like beautiful moments of enlightenment
2: Mm -hmm. and
1: you go can go the other way with um, going against those commandments and and it's not always linear sometimes you think you're going one way and you end up here or vice versa or whatever and it's like every there's so many twists and turns with life but it's all really interesting
0: it's all really interesting (laughs) (laughs) i think that's the mic drop (laughs) 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 you know it is a bit yes it is it's all really it's just all really interesting and i think that if we can just look at life like that with that perception that it's all just really interesting instead of a label or it's good or it's bad, you know, it, it's, it's, it, that has helped me a lot. Like just perceiving things as interesting yeah. rather than anything other label. It's like, wow, how interesting Look at that. Okay.
1: Yeah, <laughs> to, put a, to put a label on things before they actually play out is really hard to say this is good that was bad whatever like um there's
2: Mm -hmm.
1: a fable about some monk who you know was like given a there's like stages to the story he's like something good happens and the neighbor's like hey that's good and he said well we'll see and then something supposedly bad happens and then he's like that's bad and he said well we'll see and the Mm. like the good and the bad kind of wobble back and forth and, and you like it all kind of like shakes itself out But yeah, that are really kind of hard to judge in the moment or like hindsight is where you see it all. And like a lot of people would say that getting in a head on collision uh, on the five freeway that like puts you into an induced coma and breaks you completely uh, would be bad. Mm -hmm. But at this point, like looking at you in this situation, like. Was it? Mm.
0: I mean, that's, that really is the question there, you know, it felt scary, but now when I look back, I'm like, wow, epic. I don't know if I would do my life any different.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's life, folks. There we go. (laughs) Art and Life podcast. You heard it here first. (laughs) Meaning of life.
0: Right. Yeah, so we hope we hope we solved all of the answers and the mysteries of life here yeah. today.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I think we got somewhere. We'll judge it <laughs> later on. We'll see.
0: We'll see. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> well, Either way, it was such a such an awesome chat and conversation with you. I'm I'm just so honored. Thank you, Taylor.
1: Definitely. Thanks for doing your thing, being you, um, everybody definitely go to Gianna's website and check out what she's offering out there to the humans. It's, uh, it's awesome. And it's all good. So Gianna, thanks for being on the show. Great job.
0: Thank you. I love it.
1: <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. So that my friends was Gianna Marseri. Awesome. Awesome interview. Love it. I feel like uh, that was great. I really enjoyed talking to her. I really enjoyed reading the book. I think you guys should read the book. It was powerful, obviously. Didn't want to tell you guys about it. It's funny. I've never, I, I mean, I'm so new to the podcast world and interviewing. And so it's, uh, it's kind of a funny place where you want to talk about the thing, but you don't want to because like part of watching a movie or reading a book or hearing a story or anything, experiencing an album, it's Uh you know, like it's a journey and you don't want to take away any part of that journey for somebody else because it was part of your journey with it and uh, wouldn't be the same without it. So that's where we're at. I'd say just check it out. If, uh, if you like this podcast episode, you're going to like the book. So do it. Um, other than that, I feel like we covered some really cool ground. Yeah. Go to her website. She's got good stuff going on. There's a lot of cool Um, personal human being things that uh, are happening in the world of you know psychology philosophy spirituality and uh, the intersection between all those and she's right at the center of it so check it out in terms of creativity and a creative process what a cool concept to write a book here's my question to you do you have a book in you Do you have a short story, uh, an album, an art series, anything like that? What is it that you are creating? Or what is it that you're holding back on creating? What have you been dreaming about? What's the idea that comes to you that you're like, ooh, yeah, I should do that. And then all the little voices in your head say, yeah, but it's not going to be good enough. And who are you anyway to do that? And blah, 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 blah. All the little things. That's my question. And I guess the follow-up question is, uh, how long are you going to continue to not make it happen? And why? What are the reasons? Are they valid? Are they true? Those are my questions. That's it. That's all I got. So hope you have a really great day take some love and take some gratitude out into the world and share it with somebody. Sound good? Cheers.